1: You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Oning. Landon, we're continuing our season review. We're looking at the second half of the Cowboys' Week 3 matchup against Seattle. Are you ready to jump in it, friend?
0: No, I am not. It's terrible. <laughs> it is not fun to to watch <laughs>
1: it's, it's not a great half of football. No,
0: it is not. Uh, at least it's better than the first half. But, uh, yeah, this is one of the... the More uh, not fun games to go back and review Uh, just because the Cowboys played bad, but also because Seattle, for the most part, played pretty bad, too. Um, There's a lot of good defense, it feels like. There's a lot of uh, people flying around and hitting and making plays on that side of the ball for both teams. Uh, But there is not very much good offense being played uh, by either team at this point you know the the tv you know people i'm sure when they they
1: went back and rewatched the cowboys seattle game uh from week 3 in anticipation for their playoff game they were certainly hoping they weren't going to get a yeah. game like this because this was just a downright ugly poorly played game right
0: absolutely and and i think we even talked about it you know last episode is that this even though it's the same season uh, it's the same t- same two teams. This is not a very good matchup for what we got in the wild card game, right? Like I feel like the, right. the, the I mean maybe the game plans were similar, but the level of success that the offenses the, each team's offense had uh, was quite different in in the, in the playoff game. And I think both of these teams looked completely different in how they attacked defenses as offenses. So uh, that that one that is one interesting parallel here is. Just how much transition both these teams went through after this game. For, I mean, really, this, this game was a turning point for both teams in, in, in one way or another. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's pick back up where we were uh, getting back at the second half review. Um, the Cowboys uh lost the toss, if you remember, and uh, Seattle had deferred, so Seattle's getting the ball back first uh, and it 's uh, a lot more of the of a very familiar song Seattle gets the ball they get three or five three to five yards on first and second down total they set up a third and five plus, and they can 't convert the third down and this time even more familiar is another, and this is probably the fourth right i mean it 's got to be right at least. It, it... ESPN's box
1: score says that that uh, Byron Jones had two pass deflections in this game.
0: It was at least four. I, I think you could even say five, but it was at least. It four. may. I, I may be. Look, I may buy that it was only two pass deflections, but it was at least four different times that. That that they tried to throw to Brandon Marshall on Byron Jones and Byron Jones denied him one way or another. You know, so I, there were these right. four of these. So this being, I think, the last one, if I'm not mistaken, uh, third down it, it broken up by uh, Byron Jones and, and he just knocked it into the into the bench. Um, and so the Cowboys again uh, get an opportunity to uh, uh, get something going. They were able to, to stop the uh, initial. Uh, you know, blunt from the, the, the first possession. And, and uh, you know, this is going to be a theme. They are going to get opportunities throughout this game, even though Mm -hmm. at this point, even though at this point they are down, uh, I think it's 14 to three. Um, they 17, 17 to three, three, even worse. Uh, I, I, you know, they, they still get, uh, you know, 17 to three. And keep in mind, they had only scored three points in the whole half. They still get plenty of opportunities to turn this game around. Um, and uh, they, they they can't seem to get their hands on it, you know. And I think this next you know thing is a great example. But there was a big return by Tavon Austin all the way to the Dallas forty-four, uh, but there was a penalty on special teams, which brings the, the the drive all the way back to their own eleven. And speaking of familiar songs, uh, another Cowboy drive thrown off track by penalty. This time, uh, a first down false start by Rico makes it first and 15. uh, And and Dallas, you know, can't seem to recover. I mean, what a change of fortune! Well, think about just as I say,
1: think about how big of a field position you're at first and 10 from the 44 to 1st and 15 from the six. I mean, that's just a massive change in field position. It
0: felt like there was at least 3 or 4. I mean, we talked about one uh, yesterday where the Cowboys had them uh, 3rd and 10 on... uh, This is when they were on defense. They had the Seattle on 3rd and 10... um, and then they get a penalty, Chris Carson. Chris Carson they get a penalty. They then, then suddenly it's a touchdown. Yep. Like it's it, it, then you go from them, but you know, trying to kick a long field goal to hopefully get three points. To two plays later, scoring a touchdown. And this is that kind of turnaround where they could should have been first and ten on their own forty four. Instead, they're first and fifteen on their own six. Uh, and yep. you know they the offensive line you know, even on first and 15 the, the offensive line gives Zeke a great chance for some big yards they they really blocked it nicely where if he had just stayed on his feet he probably picks up almost all 15 yards to be honest they had pushed the defensive line at least three or four yards off the off the line uh, there was uh two different it looks like he had a two way go like he could have gone either left or right and and just run through huge gap gaping holes and he slips and falls falls down i mean no one even touched him i i, I don't even know that like he slipped and fell down and like just kind of gave up cuz he thought he was down but i don't know that anyone even touched him immediately it was just it, it it's that kind of comedy of errors for this offense at this point. Um, And so now they're at second and 15. Uh, They get a 10-yard pass on a slant to Thompson, who I I am determined that Thompson is the best receiver on this team when this offense can't do anything like when when, when this offense when yeah, the offense the has no ability to do anything else the seemingly that's when thompson seems to shine but not enough to do anything just enough to pad his stats a lot but I, to get your hopes yeah, up yeah you to get your hopes up that maybe they can they do something it's crazy right like I, I feel like this is this is the thing these are parts of these little things that we get from these rewatches that every single time the cowboys offense is acting inept that's when thompson seems to be at his best which is just Crazy, but it's the truth. So he's well, he's got another play coming up here. I want to talk about him. Yes, I mean no. I'm I'm not. I'm not knocking him because he's making the plays. It's just that he just seems to make them when literally no one else is, and that's the only time he makes. Uh, On third and five, Dak gets pressured into stepping up in the pack uh, uh, in the pocket from his backside, uh, and then gets finished off by Kendricks for a sack. It looked like uh, Clark got uh, a around Smith enough to the point where Dak was feeling it as he was stepping up, got bumped a little bit, and then uh, Kendricks just finished him off. Uh, And so suddenly the Cowboys uh, get their own kind of three and out and are putting the ball away again. Um, It looked like Clark had the snap countdown because he was
1: getting off pretty quick on almost every single one of these second half you know, third down and four,
0: third down and five. I mean, he was really getting up. The well, field. I feel what I here's what I think is that when you play in Seattle, you have to do a lot of, of silent counts, right? Or a lot of of, mm-hmm. of just very. You can't switch up your 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 cadence too much because you got to have something familiar that your offensive linemen are going to hear uh, or watch the football, right? So, I think for Frank Clark, like if you're going to keep a consistent cadence or or, or snap count that he's going to be able to figure that out quickly and then just take advantage. So, Yep, I agree. Um, Seattle gets the ball back. They get nothing on a first down run. The three yards of a swing pass to Carson. Then on third and long, Dallas lines up in a three-man front and blitzes both Jalen Smith and Lee. Lee kind of gets outside of everything uh, and gets a piece of of Russell as he's trying to step up and and he basically runs into DeMarcus Lawrence uh, and they both converge on him and get a sack. Lawrence who by the way I think got blocked by three different players on that on that play <laughs> managed to slip off all of them and and uh and they help they both co-sack Russell uh forcing a punt. But it was a it was a, it was a great play and, and and I actually liked that blitz call better than uh the previous one that allowed a, a touchdown.
1: Yeah, and I think that might be Sean Lee's last big play he makes all season because I think on the next drive, he gets hurt, uh, and then he comes back for two games, and then he gets hurt again, and then we really don't see him for the rest of the year. So that might be Sean Lee's last big play he made for the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, and, and, and the Cowboys, even though late Vander stepped up on the drive following, like that drive that Lee goes out, which is, you're right, the next drive, um, the it, they – initially have some issues, you know, dealing with Lee's loss. So we'll talk about that in a sec. But Cowboys get the ball back um, first down. They get 21 yards on on a first down uh, G power to the boundary versus bad numbers. That was, that was interesting that they, they had, uh, numbers kind of even on that side, and they ran into the boundary. I I I, I, I wonder... <laughs> A typical Scott Linehan,
1: Jason Garrett call, by the no, way. Just but, but, no regard for numbers. But numbers
0: aren't all... See, that's the thing, is that uh, that's why... And this is why I wanted to bring this up. Marcus, I'm glad you fell into my trap. <laughs> numbers aren't everything, especially when you're running power and, 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 and you're running outside. It's Often it's about angles, you know? And, and this, this is where the Cowboys had good angles on these guys because they had two tight ends lined up on that strong side. They did run to the strength. Uh, The tight ends basically... To the right right side of the field. Yeah, and and, and like I said, to the boundary, not to the the field side, so the close side of the field. So they down-blocked the tight ends... Which which they were more than able to do. Which you know, if you think about it, is a, is not is an easy block for a tight end because you're attacking the side of the defender as opposed to taking on yep. the brunt of his force. And then as the do- down block came, they ran the, the the guards around the end, and the guards were able to get good angles in the blocks because of the way that they were coming around, uh, and it it created a nice little spot for for uh, alley for them to run. And and honestly, I I do I think it, a lot of it had to do with the fact that. Seattle expected them to run field side. So I think what it ended up doing is negating Seattle's speed, forcing them to take on more head-on blocks when they got out into the alley, uh, and then negating the defensive linemen completely because they were down-blocked away from the play. So... Uh, it was also a fantastic block by Connor yeah. Williams to kind of get out in space and clear the hole
1: for Zeke. I mean, that that might be Williams' best block of the season.
0: Yeah, and, and he actually had a couple different blocks. He he down-blocked Jeron Reed uh, on that touchdown run, I'm pretty sure, that uh, was really, really well executed as well. Um, then following a, a two-yard run by Zeke, Dak completes four straight passes, a, a four-yard swam out, a 12-yard uh, third-down conversion uh, to Hearns, which was... You see you start to see a little bit of that from Hearns as, as the season goes on, just showing up as a third down yep. receiver. Uh and then on first and ten, Swaim again. This this was an interesting design. He was lined up as an H back in shotgun, came across the formation at the snap, and then released through the offensive line into the opposite flat. It was basically completely uncovered as uh, Dak gave him the ball uh, and he was able to turn it upfield uh for for 11 and another first down. Uh, I thought that was a really I, interesting I, design there.
1: I was going to say, I kind of forgot how much Prescott likes Swaim early in the season, and I think that's something we need to remember as we get into free agency. And I mean, it, the stats weren't fantastic, but you saw uh, you know a chemistry. Over the next three games, he has five catches for 47 yards, three catches for 39 yards, three catches for 55 yards. Nothing spectacular, but I think there's definitely a level of comfort there between Prescott and Swaim.
0: Well, and I also think that, you know, unfortunately when he got injured – he was on a crescendo, it felt like. It felt like that was specifically, yeah, oh yeah, like, absolutely. he was getting better and better. So I, I agree. Uh, and then the fourth uh, c- completion was uh, Tavon taking a little kind of in-cutting clear-out concept. Like, basically, they ran everybody off the line of scrimmage, and then Tavon cut underneath and took the ball and basically ran 45 yards, except all of it horizontal, <laughs> uh, and was weaving was back behind the line of scrimmage and then back in front of and just basically...
1: It's like one of those plays that you see in college that yeah. almost always works in college. When you have the faster guy, but it
0: just did not, uh, not work, work here, here at all. Um, and it looks like uh, he takes a little clearing out route, um, and during just like the whole dance back and forth uh, over and under the line of scrimmage, uh, it feels like he could have gotten something, but he just never was able to beat anyone to the outside, uh, and so it ended up being basically a no gain. Okay, so, but then on third and six uh, on the Seattle 17, Clark beats Smith on a redirect back inside uh, and sacks Prescott. It, It looked like to me that Smith, like, either used too short of an initial kick, and then, like, once he realized that Clark had really beat him out of the snap Uh, he started chasing him like he actually turned his body and and started chasing him backwards uh and that's when clark stopped when he saw dax start to step up into the pocket and then redirect back inside smith had no idea where he was in the relation to the depth of the pocket uh and and clark just blew right past him and, and got the sack
1: and the only thing I was going to add is, you could see Beasley was going to be the the guy that Prescott was looking for. Uh, Beasley ran like a whip route, kind of broke to the outside, and he was open. He might have even scored if Prescott had a clean pocket,
0: but Prescott kind of had to drop his eyes, uh, kind of brace for the sack, uh, and that was the end of the drive. And that was a real promising drive. You know, Dallas ends up on the uh, on the uh, seventeen, and 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 has to, you know kick a field goal I mean this again you uh, want to talk about themes Put- puttering out inside the red zone you know I mean that's the the, the definition all season all long, season long. It's, it's just like it's been an issue so uh, Mar makes a 35 yard field goal and makes the cuts the, the score to 17 to 6 Seattle uh and then Seattle kind of delivers the bra- the backbreaker. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but it's like yep. you know, it's it's early and Dallas still had time uh to to come back in this game after this. But this putting it up, you know, them being able to drive down on this drive and score, uh making it 24 to 6 uh on a 10 play 72-yard drive it was just, My it goodness. was disheartening, you know, it was just, it was difficult. And again, not even just the, 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 you know, the actual result, I mean, the touchdown, the long drive, all that. They also lose Sean Lee on that. So uh, uh, during this drive, so it's just a very uh, uh, disheartening, I, I think is costly uh, the word. Driving. Costly, costly drive. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's it's definitely it's definitely. Well, let me let me
1: ask you this though. Think about if if Sean Lee doesn't go down here. Let's say he just continues to play at the level he plays. How does that change the Cowboys' season? Is, does it help them or does it actually hurt them?
0: Well, I think it. I think it. I mean, it ended up helping them because you know you I think get, it did too. But but I think it did, certainly didn't help the the morale at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like during no, the game. No, but long-term it did though. Sure, sure, long-term it did, but but that's that's because we didn't know what we had in late Vandersh yet. So uh yeah, I mean I think it, at this point it was just very defeating, you know. Um you know, right. and d- and the other thing too is that Dal- again, Dallas was given a chance uh, on the first play of this drive. Uh uh Rashad Penny fumbles the ball on a handoff going wide, and the, and, and the ball rolls right past uh, Jeff Heath. Uh, and he can't fall on top of it. The, Seattle recovers. Uh, and then su- next play on second down and long, uh, they finally figured out to put Brandon Marshall on uh, – on <laughs> on a woozy and not uh uh, uh not byron jones though uh, you know to give a woozy credit that throw and catch i don't know that anyone could have defended it it was a beautiful toss right into the bread basket uh, uh marshall didn't even reach for it until the very last second so a woozy had no idea uh and it was it was a beautiful toss and throw by russell uh, uh and he gets 27 yards up the sideline
1: it kind of ends up being the harbinger of a woozy season i mean in perfect coverage couldn't do much else about it, but quarterbacks routinely put the ball in the spot that it needed to be. I felt bad for Awuzie because you go back and watch some of these games. Man, he's right there. He was every bit as close to receivers as Byron Jones was. Just didn't have the same kind of luck, and that's sometimes the difference between being a Pro Bowl cornerback and a guy that everybody gets mad at from week to week.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, like you said, there's times when Ouzier, you know, had issues. There were times when a Woozy was in perfect <laughs> perfect position and the ball still got delivered. Uh, and you feel bad it for him of those. Yeah. Uh, I do. And, and the rest of the drive, I mean, it's just dink and dunks. I mean, they hit Carson for five, Wilson to Brown for nine, Carson again for five. I mean, Dallas at this point is having a hard time slowing him down as he gets ahead of steam. Uh, and he's just c- cutting with five yard run, five yard run, five yard run. Um, Ross jumps off sides on a first and 10, which set up a first and five, which then just kind of allowed for them to finish this drive up with uh, the death by a thousand cuts of, of, of Carson runs. Mm-hmm. You know, he finished uh, with another five yard touchdown run, um, and Crawford got completely moved out of his gap on that play. And it's just the end of a demoralizing 10 play, like I said, 72 yard touchdown drive, put Seattle up. 24-6 to six with uh, t- uh, under 13 minutes left to go in the game. I think at this point, I, I was starting
1: to get nervous. Okay, is their defense actually good, or is- did we just play some two pretty bad offenses? Now, I wasn't completely out on their defense because I don't think they played all that bad, but it just seemed like if teams were patient and wanted to run the ball and you know, complete short pass after short pass after short pass— Cowboys defense was going to have a hard time getting off the field.
0: Yeah, and again, I think like looking back, uh, the quick change of not having Lee on the field suddenly, I think, had caused some issues with the run defense spe- specifically on this drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for the most part, the defense played well t- on on that Sunday. Uh, I just think that you know there were th- there was this drive which you know, came at an opportune time. Um, and then you know one of the other drives where it felt like they had them in good i mean this was the one drive where it felt like they physically got beat up right the other drives yeah. it felt like they had opportunities and then seattle you know kind of wormed their way out of their grasp right like they 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 had them in third and 10 and they convert on a on a dummy play or or a penalty or you know what i'm saying like this felt like they beat they beat the dallas defense up so uh. Uh, on the next drive, Dallas, you know, needs to take advantage, uh, uh, and they they can't. Uh, uh, they 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 cannot get it to go. Uh, they they get to a third and seven, and then C- Seattle gifts them a neutral zone inf- infraction. Uh, <laughs> Zeke converts that third third and two on a zone read give. Then thirteen to Thompson on a stop route. Again, Thompson being a harbinger. Here we go. Um, and it wasn't bad early in the season. No, he really wasn't, wasn't that bad. Again, but like what we're saying, he was he was good in the times when it was showing us that bad things were going to happen. Like 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 Thompson catching this thirteen yard pass. I'm I'm almost certain at this point caused Zeke to fumble the ball the next play. But I, I mean, it's just <laughs> it just feels that way now, right? But anyway, Zeke gets a handoff. He breaks free. And, and, and this, really, this game, this run kind of summed up this game for the Cowboys offense, right? He breaks free. He's rumbling outside. He cuts upfield, Then back inside. And then McDougal came in and knocked the ball out. As uh, There's a scramble. Seattle recovers. And the, the Cowboys, of course, had managed to get the ball all the way to Seattle's 13-yard line. Um, it's just, Back breaking. It's heartbreaking. It's, it's, yeah, Yeah. just over and over again the punches they can't take advantage. Well, let's kind of reset things really quickly.
1: Zeke fumbled at about about the 13 yard line or so, something like that. That's where they recovered it. Yeah. Okay, so around there, let's say the 20. Yeah. If the Cowboys score a touchdown there, it's now it's 12 to 24, and let's say they get the two-point conversion, you're talking about a 10-point game with more than 10 minutes left, down 10, uh, with three timeouts. I mean, that's a ton of time left in that game. But that, that fumble right there almost sealed the deal, right? I mean, we basically knew it was going to be awfully hard for the Cowboys to get back into this game unless some weird things happen. But... Uh, just a backbreaking fumble by Zeke,
0: but Seattle also can't seem to get away. You know they they also no. have issues there. They, so they, they let they, Dallas hang around. They let Dallas hang around because they Seattle comes out there and puts another three and out, um, and then uh, Russell can't escape on third and fourth from Jalen's grasp, uh, and he gets a sack and they punt the ball away. Um, Zeke continues. They get the Cowboys get the ball back because continues to run the ball well. This time he runs for a 19 yard gain against a uh, 19 yard cutback uh, against the grain, but holds on to the rock. Uh, and then a 17 right. yard to gallop on a stop route. And Dak runs uh, for 10 yards on another one of those split zone reads that we have been kind of talking about um, that we, we've seen over and over again. Uh, and then on the top of that, they get five more yards for an illegal use of hands on flowers. Um, and then on second and three, on the Seattle th- uh, three, uh, after they get a 12-minute uh, on the field penalty, Tavon lines up in a wing Seattle spot. Seattle had
1: ten penalties, by the way. Yeah. Seattle had
0: ten penalties. They were trying to give this game They were game trying to, to give this game away, and the Dallas wouldn't take it. Tavon lines up in a wing spot outside of uh, LC, and at the snap he comes across the formation and uh, is basically like a jet sweep from a... From a uh, 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 you know, a, a shotgun formation where he just basically, you know, shovel passes it to uh, it's like a Tavon. Touch pass almost. Yeah, yeah. And, and and he comes across the formation, picks a spot, and then just kind of dives into the end zone. Um, and so, Cowboys score and cut the score to twenty-four to thirteen. There was a really good block by Williams. That was the one I was mentioning earlier. Uh, Mm-hmm. But uh, on the down block, but uh, overall, uh, I mean, they Cowboys obviously needed this to even kind of any chance. Uh, it just seems like it was too little too late at this point.
1: A couple things really quickly back to back weeks at Tavon scores a touchdown, uh, makes big plays in the special teams game. I, I, I keep saying this on every show, but Tavon was going to be a big part of this Cowboys offense when he went down. Uh, that's when they really had to go find a receiver because the offense just didn't work with, Deontay Thompson and Alan Hearns and Cole Beasley as the main main guys opposite of Ezekiel Elliott. Um, And let's reset it really quickly. The score is 24-13. Seattle's going to get the ball back with a little bit more than 7 minutes on the clock. Uh, So still, 11 point game. 7 minutes left. Dallas has all 3 timeouts. Not over yet.
0: Yeah, and especially since, again, Seattle three and outs. A reverse to Lockett on first down was the most interesting play they ran, and then Lockett can't stay on his feet on third down. He slips, uh, and the pass goes out uh, incomplete, and they got to punt the ball away. And they basically only took yeah. about a minute, almost two minutes off uh, of the clock. Dallas gets the ball with more than five minutes left to go. Um and uh, all three timeouts left. Only down eleven at this point. So I mean, it's still within reach. It, it need they obviously need a, a a you know kind of a miracle, but they they've done wor- They've done in more difficult situations, I think. Uh, and they've
1: done it this year. Even they had yeah. even you know bigger comebacks this year. So even if you go down this next drive, and you can get a field goal, you know, before the two minute warning, keeping all your timeouts. You're still in this game, especially with the way the Seattle's played, you know, over the last couple of drives with back-to-back
0: three-and-outs. Yeah, Seattle didn't look interested in getting any first downs anytime soon. So uh, no. Dallas looked to be in, <laughs> headed towards another three-and-out. And, out. and uh, on fourth and three, they decided to go for it. And not only do they convert with a 16-yard crossing route to Beasley, they tack on another 15 yards for a roughing the passer call. Uh, and Dak suddenly feels to be a, a feeling it now. He scrambles outside uh, for 11 yards after uh, Smith. Collapses the backside. Uh, another twelve yards to Beasley, who unfortunately then limps off. And and frankly, I don't know. Like he was not the same for a little while after this. Uh, he was out for a couple of weeks, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he came back and he had the big game against Jacksonville. But he just didn't look like he was as quick as he was earlier in the season. I mean, I I think there's a strong case, and you could even ask him. You know, I I don't think he was healthy since week three on.
0: I wouldn't be at surprised. least a hundred percent healthy. Yeah. Uh, Then on first and 10 on Seattle 19, of course, right? As soon as the Cowboys enter the red zone. (laughs) uh, As soon as my hopes got up a little bit that,
1: hey, maybe we're back in this game. Dak delivers the ball. Somebody else arrives.
0: Hi to Jarwin, who arrives at the ball at the same time as Bobby Wagner. The ball gets tipped up, and who else? Earl Thomas picks it off, and that truly is the backbreaker. Um, And Mm -hmm. Seattle gets the ball back. Uh, they drain the clock and the timeout and Dallas timeouts. Dallas gets the ball back after that, and they uh, with just over two minutes, uh, two incompletions and a third down sack. Uh, Dak has one last chance on fourth and twenty-two, and uh, he throws a pass to Jarwin, who comes up two yards short. Uh, of course, right uh, uh, on a fourth and, on fourth and twenty-two, they get twenty yards. Uh, ball game. Uh, Seattle wins twenty-four to thirteen. Um, so I just want to back up really quickly.
1: Let's yeah, go back yeah. to the interception really quickly. If the Cowboys just kick a field goal there, and again, it's first down and ten at Seattle's twenty-yard line. Obviously, they're not kicking a field goal. But if you kick a field goal, you're down by eight with more than three minutes left and two timeouts. So that's just how costly that interception was. I, I remember at the time not being overly concerned about it because I thought, you know, they they lost that game anyways. But rewatching that man, they had every opportunity to get back in that game and at least make it interesting uh, and maybe have one more drive to, to maybe tie it up.
0: Yeah, and and if I'm Dak, I, I mean, looking back and watching this game, I'm pissed, man. I mean, two interceptions oh, yeah, off of, of passes that should have been just catches. They should have been converted first downs, right. and then they end up being interceptions because the guys can't hold on to it. It's... I mean, it's tough because they're two young players who, who you know, obviously you are seeing ascend. but that, those are, t- you know, difficult plays for you. And really, Jarwin knocking the ball up and then just, he should have just swatted the ball down, uh, especially after it was right. lingering in the air. Like, that's, that's not the time to try to, you know, play power forward, rebounding the ball in the middle of, you know— Bodies, especially to all pros that are surrounding you. Knock the ball away, dude. You know, get, 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 make the safe play. Both interceptions from Dak in this game are ones that you don't, I mean, I'm not going to blame him on Prescott. No, no, absolutely not. Um, And so the aftermath, uh, you know, obviously was what what it usually is after Cowboys losses. Um, A couple of years, uh, the Cowboys have 16 first quarter points in their last nine games uh, uh, the Cowboys have completed six passes beyond fourteen yards in their last five games, and then when you have a quarterback who can't even function at a replaceable level on first down, some someone has to go. This is a complete and utter disaster. Uh, you, you, you're never shy. Um, <laughs> then, uh, then, I, was, I might have been hitting the panic button. Though. You I might may have. have been hitting the panic button a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, and another great one from you. Not a great game for Ezekiel Elliott at all on Sunday. One dropped pass on third down. Two steps out of bounds. On touchdown reception, three fumbles the ball in the red zone, and four wasn't good in pass protection. All very valid points, Uh, and really the only thing I had in there. uh, I didn't have a lot of tweets during those days because probably, probably because of this tweet right here. Mondays are useless (laughs) for on Twitter for football analysis and also apparently news analysis as well. Uh, I, I you know it was it was full meltdown at that point, and I mean obviously for 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 solid reason or at least for the as good a reason as we usually get for a full meltdown mondays um i did include one extra tweet in there uh yeah i'm excited for this one so uh you tweeted because if people don't know you actually are the managing editor of the raiders wire are you still the managing editor of the raiders wire i am yes so uh uh, he was definitely at this time Uh, and uh You tweeted out an article from the Raiders Wire uh, about uh, Amari Cooper disappearing again on Sunday. And you quote tweeted with the quote, For the fourth time in seven games, Amari Cooper has failed to reach 20 receiving yards. Uh, So real quick before we go, uh, as the managing editor of the Raiders Wire, give me some insight on what the the thought was on Cooper and, and his future with the Raiders at this point.
1: Uh, well, it was very interesting because Amari Cooper has the same agent as Khalil Mack, and we started to hear rumblings that uh, they weren't going to pay anybody that was represented by this agency. Uh, so it started to seem like Amari Cooper might be out. They've been kind of phasing him out of the offense. Uh, in this, in the last game, I try to think who they played. Uh, it might have been the Browns, but they were basically uh, – Playing Brandon LaFell over Amari Cooper, which, I mean, that just seems absolutely insane to me. Uh, Jordy Nelson was getting more snaps. Seth Roberts, Martavis Bryant. Uh, They basically wanted nothing to do with Amari Cooper. I remember calling uh, our friend John Oning and saying, what do you think about Cowboys potentially making a move for Amari Cooper uh, before the deadline? Uh, We started to talk about it, and a couple weeks later, I remember John posting an article on Dallas Morning News about it. And from then, it, it became a, the, a real topic. So The rest is history. Just the, <laughs> the rest is history. The, this, uh, the way that things out w- or, you know, panned out with uh, the Cowboys struggling in offense, Amari Cooper kind of be, be, being phased out of Oakland's offense, uh, was very, very
0: interesting it happening in real time. All right, one more thing before we go, because it's related. Uh, do you think that the— the chances of, of Earl Thomas becoming a Dallas Cowboy increased or decreased after uh, the Cowboys saw the way he played in this game versus them. Are we saying like going
1: into 2019 yeah, going or in, like going into after after next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think they would almost increase, don't you think? I mean, I almost think the injury helps. I mean, because pre- I think it was the next game Earl Thomas got hurt against the Cardinals. Uh, was lost it ends up for the flicking, season. flicking off almost, the Seattle sideline it, on his way
0: on his way out. Uh, Which was yeah. I I almost
1: think that helps, right? Though because now I I think the likelihood of him returning to Seattle is pretty low. The cost is probably going to be cheaper because he hasn't played very many games over the last two
0: seasons. I I think it's more likely now they get him right. I I do too. So that's. I think that's the Uh, end uh, of that stinker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm glad to move on and next week. We're going to be looking at the Cowboys Week 4 matchup against the Detroit Lions. A much more fun game, and I can't wait to talk about that one. A lot of things I forgot about that one I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about. But that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time.